We know already that weddings are not permitted on Cholamoid. We learned this earlier in the Masechet because of the principle of in ma'arvin simcha besimcha. We don't mix two joyous occasions, one being the wedding, the other being the moed, the special Yom Tov celebration. However, comes our Gemar Mishnah on Amud Beis and establishes that kiddushin and erusun, when it comes to an engagement, the period before the marriage is in fact permitted on Cholamoid. And the reason the Gemara gives is because shema yiktevenu acher, we're worried and concerned that maybe somebody else is going to come and swoop in and take that match away from the person who's trying to get engaged. This would therefore fall under davar ha'aved, a loss that would be incurred to this person. And as we know, something that's a loss to a person is permitted to get involved in on the moed. Ask the Gemara. We have a tradition that a batkol, a heavenly voice, an emanation, comes out and declares, this is in the Gemara in Sota and other places, who a person who is going to destined to be married already decided somehow before a person's born or the beginning of the person's life, already destined who the person's going to marry. So there's some kind of faded decision around who a person is going to end up their match in life. What is there to be concerned about? Ask the Gemara, one's shidduch, one's as it's known in Yiddish, one's beshert is already set in stone. It's already kind of decided for the person. So answer the Gemara, if somebody actually prays and davens, the koach the power of prayer, can actually change the whole situation. Since koach since the power of prayer is stronger than fate, it is a davar aved, and the person asks, oh, somebody's going to try to swoop in, use their pr- prayer, and they're going to steal. So we learn from Rava, we learn the story, Rava over there gave Musr, he gave sort of rebuke to somebody who was praying for a specific person to get married to, and he said, if it's beshert, if it's meant to be, then your tefillah, then your prayer is not going to change this. And if it's not meant to be, then you're actually sort of heretical, you're blaspheming God, going against God. The man gave up and asked to die before he he asked to see that girl get married, or she should die before marrying somebody else. A very kind of tragic sort of end to the story. So Rav Rav said that it's beshert, he said it's all meant to be, and nothing he can do. So which one is it? So we have a number of approaches in the commentaries. Rashi explains that the Havamina, the whole Gemara at the beginning was correct. That Pesherit, what's meant to be, is meant to be. can't be changed. But it's still going to be a Davar Avayit. It's a loss because we don't want a situation where this person asks Hashem to take his life, God forbid. Second approach, Tosos Arosh, and Abbasachet explains that the purpose of the story is to show that feel the prayer, can also play a role in one's Pesherit, but the fate is still very, very strong. It is an unlikely loss, but it's enough of a potential loss to permit it on Cholomoy. Third approach, there's a Rashi in our Gemara, it's a different version of the Rashi called Rashi Ketav Yad, and it's a different text of the, of the words. Instead of saying Kafarta Ba Hashem, it says Kafarta Ba. There's a certain rejection of her. The Rava told the guy not to daven because if she is meant to be his wife, then Hashem is going to make it work out. But if he's not meant to be, then maybe his prayer will be effective. He will marry her, and then he's going to have a miserable marriage. Another approach, the Me'iri has a simpler read that the reason the Kiddushin, the reason the whole our Mishnah and the Gemara is saying that it's allowed, so it's what the Mishnah says, the, the document, this idea of a document, there's a document involved, it's a shtar that, that the, we're learning the Gemara, the beginning of a second Kiddushin, three ways for a person to get married, one of them is through a document, you can hand the document over to them, and in that document it says, you are, I am getting married to you, you are Mikudeshetli, so that is a way to enact a marriage, to affect a marriage. We're worried that this needs to be signed. If we don't get it signed in the Moed, somebody else might come along and bring their own document and that person will get married to the, the potential match that this person wanted to, wanted to have. The final approach, which is more of a philosophical way of looking at it, the first few approaches presuppose the idea of a soul, of a neshama that, that exists before in the world, the idea maybe of a soulmate, some kind of idea, which is a more of a Kabbalistic concept, before one is born, 
And this, of course, has a deep tradition in, in Judaism. But the Shalat Shuvah, the Rambam, Tavlam Advav, and the Tashbet also says this idea. They take the approach, more rational, philosophical approach, way to understand this idea of what's meant to be, the Shidduch, the Beshert, that a person's situation is updated every day. What's that based on? It's based on a person's spiritual standing. That's Charva Onish. It's a, the reward and punishment that a person receives in this world based on their personal development, and in theory, then somebody else could come first. And Scharva Onesh, this whole idea of reward and punishment, says that my prayer can actually change my reality. And maybe that what Rava was saying, that person is done for the right girl, not or, or the right guy. That relates to the person's spiritual standing. Where do we come out? How much effort does a person need to put in to their to their match? So we have seen different approaches, but what never changes is the need to work on ourselves. We have to work on ourselves. We have to be Zoha. We have to merit everything that Hashem has in store for us in the future of our lives.